Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Dragoncast. Home of House of the Dragon. Gather your small council, send out your ravens and call in your bannermen. I'm Hand of the King Jamie East, here to guide you through the insane world of Westeros and beyond. Hello, 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 uh, Dragoncasters. Welcome, welcome to uh, ninth, ninth, the ninth episode of our Game of Thrones rewatch, uh, Season 3, Episode 9, um, The Reigns of Castamir. I'm Jamie East and this is... Chris Mandel, last of his name. And, and we're both we're both suitably attired. We've, we've decided to both it's the, wear. <laughs> it's the red hat wedding. <laughs> something borrowed, something red. Yeah. Um, so should we explain the red hats? Yes. Well, it was a complete fluke. It was a complete fluke. So I was anticipating Jamie would start the podcast and say, "How was your weekend?" And I was going to say, "I had a lovely weekend. Went into town." which is what Northerners call central London. Yeah. And had a pot around, had a quiet day yesterday, bought a new hat from Uniqlo. Yeah. And I was going to just say, I bought a new hat. Came on to record, Jamie has got what I thought was the exact same red hat on. Turns out it's actually a different brand. See, we've been doing this podcast together for so long, we've started to sync our, like when, like when people, when girls at college have periods at the same time. It is like that. The red. Exactly like that. But it's funny because I, I mean, this is actually not interesting at all for, for most people, but I was like, I never, ha- I don't have any bright hats. I just have like black or grey hats. And I thought I wear so much black and navy, going to get a big, bright, woolly hat. You know, what? a little splash of colour really sets you up for the day. I've got both got similar taste in yeah. primary colours. I've got I've got lots of like bright hats. I, I, I do favour of bubblegum pink. You have uh, a pink number, yeah, I've seen that. I've got a nice furry palace uh, cap that I like to wear as well. Yeah, that's pink. Yeah. I feel I do good like already. Pink. I do like pink. I did pink. say, though, before we started recording, I thought I was giving uh, Bill Murray Life Aquatic. I now feel like I look like Papa Smurf's sort of bastard son. <laughs> Actually, you got a blue sweatshirt on as well. Yeah, yeah I, the, the, the whole look right now is giving Smurf. <laughs> well, it's freezing cold, you know. We're in, we're in, but, deep, we're in yeah. deep hibernation. Thermostat is way down, my friend. Saving a fortune. Anyway, oh how God. are you? What's going on? What's uh, I'm good. Do you know what I've done? What have I done? I've watched a lot of telly. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of television. Um, you know, sometimes it's like reading books. I've been unable to read a book for probably about three years, for whatever reason. I love reading books, and I just can't get into the reading groove, and it drives me crackers. Because I've got so many good books that I'm, I, I love nothing more than, like, curling up with a good book. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I just found myself unable to concentrate, unable to get into it. And for a while, I've had the same with telly as well. It's just like where maybe it's overwhelmed with choice or the fear of the FOMO thing of like, oh, I'll start mm. this one, but then see other people talking about that. Oh my God, I don't know which one to watch. But um, this week, um, really watched some good stuff, actually. And we're we're going to record a bonus episode shortly about The Last of Us. We're going to rename the podcast The Last Cast uh, for one <laughs> for one day only. Um, I don't think we'll do a, a, an, ep, an ep by ep uh, uh, version of The Last no. of Us. It feels like 
we've we've got quite a lot on already but it does warrant its own episode at least one um now yeah chris and i are in fortunate positions we get sent the screeners thank you very much hbo um thank you i have wazzed through it absolutely was through it i've got one more episode to watch and i'm going to watch that tonight it wow is. so is that there's that nine episodes yeah and you've watched eight yeah yeah wow it's incredible you know we'll talk about it in the bonus episode but safe to say i love it yeah and, and i've already kind of teased like episode three which goes out next week right is up there with one of the best pieces of television i've seen it is incredible incredible completely unexpected beautifully written in, just heart oh my god i can't i can't stop to, i'm i've been and i was annoyed yeah. that i watched it so soon because i had no one to talk to yeah it. well comparatively i've still only seen one episode and there is a sort of beauty behind the madness which is yeah. i'm gonna watch it once a week good kind of need something to watch on mondays yeah um and yeah, I just I kind of, I, I kind of want to do it bit by bit. I know yeah. it's supposed to be really good. Um, and we'll get into, do, will we get into our thoughts on the bonus episodes? Yes. On episode yeah. one? That because that aired last excitingly, week. So people... Yeah. And exciting. We've also got an interview with the guy, the creator of it, uh, Craig Mazin, who is just like an, a blindingly talented kind of like TV showrunner. Yeah. He created yeah chernobyl he does the screen notes podcast um he wrote all the hangover movies and like screen just is a brilliant screenwriter guy yeah yeah it's a brilliant screenwriter and he directed a load of these episodes he created it alongside um neil who who invented the game oh it is had a really good chat with him last week so we'll, we'll whack that in as well it's brilliant great it is time it is it is the big one it's the one that everyone, we, we, we're always going to have to talk about this episode. I think there was no way around it. Quite rightly so. Um, it is season three, episodes nine, "The Reigns of Castamere." If you need a uh, a hugely spoilerific uh, catch up, here is uh, a recap of what happened in that mental episode uh, from our sister podcast previously. On. Rob and Catelyn Stark plan the capture of Casterly Rock from the Lannisters. They need the extra troops Lord Frey could provide after the coming wedding. At the twins, home of House Frey, the Starks accept bread and salt, a sign of being guests of Lord Frey. The old man offers a sarcastic speech of welcome along with the food, but Rob diplomatically apologises for jilting Lord Frey's daughter, part of their previous agreement. Also heading to the twins for the wedding are Arya and the Hound. Daenerys is outside the walls of Yunkai and sends the dashing Dario, trusty Sejora and Grey Worm in to capture a gate and let the rest of her army in. By morning, the city is hers. Bran and the others spend the night hiding in an abandoned mill near the wall, while nearby, unbeknownst to Bran, his brother John and the wildlings are raiding. Hodor, spooked by the storm, begins to Hodor so loudly that they're in danger of being found. Bran wargs into Hodor, taking over his mind and calming him down. Outside the mill, the wildlings capture an old man. Oral, the wildling suspicious of John's loyalties, orders him to execute their captive, but John can't. Egret kills the man for him, and the others move to slay John. Bran wargs into his direwolf and sends it to help. John kills Oral, grabs a horse, and races away, abandoning Egret. In the morning, Bran tells Osher she must take his brother Rickon to the last hearth, home of the Carstarks, while Bran and the others go beyond the wall. Walder Frey has employed all his skills as a wedding planner at the Twins. After Dopey Edmure is wed to a surprisingly attractive Frey daughter, a huge feast is held. The Freys and the Starks are seated together as Edmure is ushered away to bed his new bride. Lord Bolton reveals he's just married a Frey himself, and Talisa and Rob choose to name their unborn child Eddard. As the musicians on the balcony begin to play The Reigns of Castamere, the song mentioned by Cersei previously as celebrating a particularly cruel act of Tywin Lannister, Rob's direwolf, Greywind, starts to howl. Arya and the Hound are stopped at the gates of the twins and refused entry, but Arya sneaks inside anyway. Walder Frey stops the musicians to deliver a speech. He says he's not shown them the hospitality they deserve. 
Catelyn notices Lord Bolton has put on armour for a wedding feast, slaps him and shouts a warning to Rob. Afray pulls a knife and stabs Talisa repeatedly in her pregnant belly. The musicians put down their instruments, pull out crossbows and attack. All of the northerners are slaughtered and the Red Wedding has begun. In the castle courtyard, Arya is relieved to see Winterfell men, only to see them immediately killed. Grey Wolf is murdered in his pen, and she tries to enter the hall to reach her mother and brother, but the hound knocks her out and carries her away from the castle to safety. Rob crawls along the floor for his dying wife's last breath. Catelyn seizes a knife and holds the cowering Lady Frey hostage in exchange for escape. Frey only cackles, he can always get a new wife. Lord Bolton drives a dagger into Rob, saying the Lannisters send their regards. Rob calls for his mother one last time before slumping to the floor, and Catelyn screams as she slits Lady Frey's throat. She then stands motionless and catatonic, as Frey does the same to her. Blimey. Chris, why don't you go first? What, yeah. What, can you sum up? I mean, how many times have you seen this episode first? Um, yeah, that's good. I was trying to tally that um, the other day. I think five times. Mm. I think four or five times. I think this would probably be the fifth time. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's probably about that for me. Plus, I haven't seen it for a while. Hmm. Plus, whenever and I want cheering up, I go and watch the reaction videos on YouTube. <laughs> I love. I love watching YouTube reaction videos. Like, I think it's. it's Amazing! You don't get that for anything now, do you? No, no. one's doing reaction videos on that scale. The no last time, not for I think Marvel still do them. They, there was the, the, my favourite ones. I, I watched. Game. I watched the Reign of Castamere, Reigns of Castamere. I watched the lo- the the Long Night uh, with the Arya uh, moment, mm-hmm. and then I watched Endgame to your left, Cap. And then the No yeah. Way Home, the Spider Man No Way Home was the last one I think where the big. Uh, reveal of the, the, the yeah the, the okay so still I just maybe... I just there's something about reaction videos that I find so heartwarming and lovely yes. and yeah. also because yeah. you get to see people's living rooms and I'm amazed you go and watch the Reigns of Castamere reaction videos the amount of people that have stairmasters in their in their living rooms in, in America <laughs> is quite astounding <laughs> loads of them anyway That's we an digress amazing observation we digress so, reactions top line I mean. I haven't seen it for years. It's just amazing episode of television. It's just perfect. Yeah. I think it still made me feel so many of the things I felt the first time I watched it. And the first time I watched it, I hadn't got to this point in the books. So I genuinely didn't know what was going to happen. Oh, wow. I, okay, good. I lost, no, me neither. I lost I'd, my shit. I think the, 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 I'd heard about it before, before I'd, I'd seen it. Something. Yeah, Everyone knew that something was building in the same way that we know that there's something called uh, Blood and Cheese arriving in House of the Dragon uh, next season. Um, it's, I mean, it's gone down, this, this episode of television has gone down in history. It's in mm. folklore. It's, it, 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 it elevated not only Game of Thrones into being the must-watch, the most water-coolery show on television, it, it it kind of changed television as well in terms of quality did, drama, yeah. raised expectations for what um, viewers want. Um, I think it sort of, it's interesting because it's the best thing to happen to television, I think, in the last 15 years. Yeah. It's also one of the worst because I think what we'll find when we get into season four and five and six, Game of Thrones, the TV show, really struggles to know what to do with that captive audience who are expecting the rug to be constantly pulled from under their feet when mm. there's actually not something on this scale in the books, in the source material. And so it's a very difficult thing to walk into. And I think the show gets very good at delivering these like shock moments, but they aren't really built on as solid a foundation as this. This is three seasons of television in the making. Yeah. And as we've talked about on the recaps, it is all kind of there. If yeah. you know where to look. And if we'd have been watching every single episode, we would have seen this coming even more clearly. I mean, last week, as in the previous episode, episode eight, which we didn't cover, there is a large expositional scene where Cersei explains the origins of the Reigns of Castamere, the song. Right. right? And it's really, it's just being baked in. that You go, yeah. oh yeah, that's the song. And, and in case anyone isn't... Uh, up to speed with it the short version is um 
Tywin Lannister turned on House Rain, which was a sort of like a vassal house or a, not a vassal house, a subordinate house to the Lannisters. They yeah. were kind of sniffing around talking about rebellion and he wiped them out and he just completely wiped them out. And he started playing this song to other families in case they thought of revolting. It was like, we will turn on our own people and exterminate them. It's like yeah. brutal. And I just love the way that the show has made this, uh, you know, we know, I, I think definitely watching it this week, you see discord and you see like, problems that maybe you didn't see the first time around yeah um, that's what i enjoyed the most about watching this just like, oh my god like you know roose bolton was just like how did i not see that prick for mm. what he was you know yeah awful it was terrifying you know he as soon as do you know what i didn't pick up on or what i haven't picked up on um until now or i'd forgotten about he's not drinking yeah See that it, when he put his, his, put his hand over the wine cup, yeah, 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 yeah. dulls the senses. And I mean, yeah. that's I mean, he's he is a bit of a weirdo, like you know, yeah. he's not the most uh, social man, the last person you want to be sat next to at a wedding, I would say, yeah. And yet, there's something about that that is quite off putting, like, why, why wouldn't you, why would you have a problem with that? Um, At, we met him, he came on Thronecast, the actor who plays him, whose name, uh, obviously, Michael, me. someone he's Bruce, Irish, isn't he? Bruce Bolton, actor. Uh, Michael Michael Hatton and yeah he is Irish yeah as most um, as most actors uh, were he's and he was and actually he was a lovely fella but like I just felt like it was a bit like when I was a kid and I met Darth Vader at at some TV studios once I knew it wasn't real but he still scared me you know Mm. and uh, we did the means I think me and Sue did a photo where we look under his looked under his sleeve to see if there's an armor there. It's like, it's all a bit weird. As we've always said, the Red Wedding is, what, nine minutes of, of, a, like of an hour-long yeah, episode? Let's, let's, there was other stuff happening as well. There was, you know, the yeah. Red Wedding was, was almost like a, a tag-on. Um, it was, and I remember saying this last week. I was like, "Oh, there's loads more stuff in there." But actually, it's quite stark focused. There is a Sam mm. and Gilly bit, which oh my god! Like again, couldn't really care less, frankly. But all they do that establish. from a book. <laughs> you look at them symbols on paper, and you learn stuff. It's Bro-D-L. just like go to the foot of our stairs. This was yeah. me when I left Carlisle when I moved to that London. <laughs> It's fried in Kentucky and it's chicken. Have me. they got the internet there? <laughs> wafer thin ham. Have they got wafer thin ham? Yeah. Always, always happy to have a bit of wafer thin ham. Um, <laughs> that scene is also kind of important because they establish. There's two things I want to say about that quickly. They establish how Bran and his guys get through the wall. There's like mm-hmm. a sort of. So they have to establish that. Also, shout out to Jaehaerys Targaryen. Uh, who he kind of, Sam says, oh, it, this was the night for, and Jaehaerys visited it, and he came up here. That's the guy that is the king at the start of House of the Dragon that, like, gives the crown to Viserys. Ah. Do we get Danny? We did see... There was, did get Danny. They're liberating cities. They're they're doing stuff. What I would say about that um, story is when um, Jorah, Dario, and Grey Worm are fighting, and they're like the three of them have their backs to each other. Yeah. One of them's got a sword. One's got a spear. One's got this curved blade. The choreography of that is amazing. It's yeah, yeah. so good, it's but really it also good looks like it could be like the Scorpion King too. Do you know what I mean? Like the set is yeah. a bit shit. Like. But that's my problem with a lot of the early Daenerys yeah. stuff. It is it is yeah. all a bit the mummy. You expect scarab beetles and yeah, um, I think it is yeah. a little tricky. You know, David Bradley is such a fucking great actor, oh, such a good actor. Um, just it just looks so, and, and I don't think he get, gets enough credit in this episode for being so effortlessly cuntish. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, because it could have easily been a bit mustache twiddly pantomime villain, but he just 
has that just this f- completely ingrained disdain for the Starks. He is once yeah. you've watched it, every time you rewatch it, you just see he's already checked out. He doesn't give a flying fuck about them whatsoever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I loved. Good old George R. R. Martin's uh, naming convention of his daughters was brilliant. <laughs> it was just like, my God, isn't it? He never, he never lets up it's with these. Like Walder, Waldra, Waldron, yeah. Waldine. Yeah. Then Mary, even Walder Mary. can't remember them. Did he sort of? I, I glossed over this, but did he sort of say to to Lisa, "I can tell you're pregnant because because you're." breasts are swollen and you're pregnant like the dress will stay on you is that what he yeah, meant yeah i think he cut i think that's what he kind of inferred he just kind of like he used his intuition to uh yeah to guess that she was that she was with child Walder being yeah. able to sniff out women's uh, fertility like he's some sort of airport dog <laughs> trained to find marijuana <laughs> mushrooms he's, yeah oh my god it's like you're in your second trimester you're craving chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I do not want him examining my musk. Thank you very much. <laughs> so um, one thing that they do at the start of the episode that is interesting, um, and they don't really explain it, I don't think, is they have bread and salt when they go and Yes, visit. which is a traditional Russian. Um, in, in is it? Present day, bread and salt is, is a traditional Russian uh, greeting um, when you... When you yeah, well, you break the bread. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's a thing called guest right in the Westeros custom, where if you welcome someone into your home, you give them bread and salt, it's it's safe passage, they're not going to oh. be harmed. And it's what all of these families, like, you know, even when um, Catelyn took Tyrion to her sister, there would be something like that, I imagine, where it's like, an understanding that she's not just going to go and kill Tyrion in his sleep. It's like, yeah, like a level of a level of, um, yeah, uh, dis- discourse or whatever. And the violating the guest right is considered like an abomination. It's like what the phrase do is they welcome them in, they give them the bread and the salt, they lower their guard and they kill them. That is like you it's just the don't do that. Betrayal. And it's yeah. really, really, yeah. And it, they don't really explain it, but I thought that was such an amazing detail that like, okay. They've done that. It's a, it's a sort of civil, even if it's hostile, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's kind of, they're safe. But the whole castle, I mean, we've talked about this before, I think, but it's, you know, they've got, um, they've got like no nice tapestries on the wall. They've got no art. They've got no gold. It's all quite threadbare. Like they're quite a yeah. poor house uh, yeah. in terms of like they haven't got fancy things, but they've amassed their power is, is Their power is that they just own the, the, the passage over the they river, built a crossing right? yeah. and then yeah. built a toll booth like they're they're very like shrewd and i i love yeah dave bradley there's a sort of sourness to him he's so petty you get the impression he's only doing it because it's like it it's obviously helping him align with the lannisters but it's sort mm. of just like yeah sure why not i'm bored like yeah sure. fuck it i'm insulted yeah. i'm a bit aggrieved but like the what they do to the starks and just completely oh. almost wipe them out is just yeah like and he said, uh, as he said, the, the wine will flow red, the music will play loud, and we'll put this mess behind us. Which, it, there was no lies spoken there. Absolutely. It's, it just, it's just wasn't what, uh, wasn't what they planned. Yeah. Um, so then we have the little side mission from the Hound and Arya. Um, Arya gets within a hair's breadth. Of, uh, of, yeah. of getting, and the, the sliding doors moments in this um, episode are, you know, are part of are one of my favourite, most heartbreaking moments in, in Game of Thrones. Just like we had, we had two here, we had Arya kind of like standing there, looking wistfully over at River Run, um, mm. like barely what a mile from from her mum. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we also had. Uh, Bran and Rickon in the in the windmill or a tower. Yeah, it is yeah. a windmill, isn't it? The windmill or the tower, with John yeah. outside and and oh man, it, again, just one of those. It's like oh my god, John's right there. It's like Bran, yeah. you walked into and in, walked right into there. Summer. You were you were there. How did you not? But he kind of came back and said, "Oh, I saw John." It's just like now you tell us why didn't why don't you do something then? But he rode off. I, um, I just I, I love all those kind of like within 
just within reach so close. moments. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what's really good. I mean, when the, when the show is at its hardest, it's when everyone is completely separate and yeah. where it gets really satisfying are these moments where people do sort of almost dovetail. And I loved the way that Bran saved John, but he at this point, I don't think he quite understands. I think he saw a direwolf and was like, those aren't very common around here. Yeah, you know, yeah. There aren't really any left. So, But I think also the direwolves in the show are just look like wolves, whereas in the idea of them is that they're like sort of the size of like a donkey. Like they're kind of... Yeah, they're huge. huge. Absolutely massive. So I think, you know, I think in the, in the, the episode we just watched, it's sort of like, Oh, wolf came and attacked them. Thank fuck. Um, and obviously Oral, who is the guy that Mackenzie Crook plays, he can walk into that bird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which which is kind of interesting. Which then attacked John. And when it's kind of, as he was dying, the bird sort of went haywire and, I think if you die while you're warging, you get stuck in the animal. There's a sort of theory about that. That's yeah, what a lot of people sense. think is going to happen with Jon Snow dying. The wind changes yeah. when you pull a face. You're, it's it's well, the yeah. same principle. It's, it's same all principle. well and good getting in the head of that donkey. But yeah. if you die <laughs> while you, you get hit by a bus while you do that, then you fuck. Yeah. Um, I loved it, though. I thought it was so interesting. Um, you know, the Arya bits where she was asking the hounds not to kill the man that they rob she's still really trying to hold on to like a kind of moral conduct like we don't have to be savages we don't have to be you know the starks are all like that john is is trying not to kill any more people than he has to even though it means he's like the shittest double agent in the world (laughs) you know because that's what you you would just do it you would just kill the guy Yeah. yeah they're all like oh i can't believe the guy that refused to do things for us is not on our team yeah uh, but I, I, yeah, it's it's great for that episode. That, that episode has this amazing feeling of the Starks trying to hold on to what it is that yeah. makes them noble, and they most of them don't come out of it very well, do they? Do not go anywhere. We'll be back in just a sec. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think we need to give a big round of applause and a shout out to, to, to Tobias Menzies as well, who is, is such... A great actor, and it's it's like he's been in tons of things, mm. um, but truly, as Edmund Tully, he's he's a pretty he's a pretty strong scene stealer, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. He plays a doofus really, really well. Um, there wasn't he in the Crown, didn't he? Play someone. He was big Philip. In the cr- yeah, he was he Prince was Philip. Philip, wasn't he? He's been in the Crown. He's been older in- version of Matt Smith. Rome, Casino Royale, the Night Manager. Is I mean, he's he's a fucking great character actor. He but, is, yeah. He gets some good roles. He gets really good, really good roles. But he is just, oh man, is 
his his expressions are just brilliant. There was the the, the episode. Did we cover this with the? I don't think we did. I think we maybe just watched it with the um, with Catelyn's with Catelyn's dad. With uh, dad, yeah, at the funeral. The, the, the funeral with the arrow. Oh, just yeah. fucking beautiful, beautifully yeah, performed. And again, in this one, sort of soft, isn't he? Like, yeah. <laughs> and in this one as well, when he's kind of like trying to look over the the shoulder of the guy to see what his wife looks like, and you kind of just feel so. Oh, I give it at least he's got at least he's got a looker. Um, but he's yeah. just so daft. He just it's like oh, all right, I'll play along with this. With yeah, yeah, yeah. The the bedding ceremony, which, um, which is pretty. I'm going to say awful. we need to prove that they sleep together. So yeah, bad. well, they send for the bed sheets, don't they? I think. Yeah, mm. I think. Um, but actually, felt like this probably happened in the 70s yeah <laughs> Do you know what i mean it yeah. didn't feel like i was like i'm sure this is probably you know probably well the joke isn't it? it's the wedding night the wedding night gags continue to this day you know yeah i know don't people they, don't you know? actually have sex on their wedding night do they they must be knackered exactly it's a long day i'm like it's come a long on day. like i don't believe i don't think people do have sex on their wedding night no no um but yeah it's it the, the thing about it that i love is that like the Starks are sort of like at the wedding and the people at the, who the wedding is about, like Ed Muir and his new wife, they're sort of these accessories to all of this. Like they're not involved. Yeah. He's not harmed. In fact, Ed Muir does, he's in the final episode of Game of Thrones. Remember, he, sort of, yeah. he is, just floats around for a bit. He makes and it, it. I love that it's unostensibly like, some people just want to get married, have kids, have a bit of land and, and have a nice life, even if they don't like their in-laws. And I love that all of that is happening. And then there's this massive political backstabbing, like, behind the scenes. Um, the, the the kind of whole time I thought that Rob's wife, it was going to be that they were just going to kill her and then make Rob marry, like, a friend. Oh, did you? Is that what you gonna, thought? Okay. Yeah, because I thought, I just thought, the focus on her is just so much greater than I expected. And mm. we won't cover it today, but the way they... He, mar- he marries someone else in the books. They made a new character up, basically. Yeah. And it, I don't really... It's too complicated to get into, but his wife doesn't go to the wedding. And, and so there's all these theories about maybe she's secretly pregnant and she has Rob's baby and he's going to grow up and everything. Um, but yes, I didn't really know well, what is that still, is, with, that the, is that theory still bubbling around? It's sort books? of run out of steam because um, okay. it just doesn't... It, you, a lot of time would have to pass for that baby to do anything significant. Um, Maybe that's what George yeah. is waiting for. Yes, eighteen-year jump. Yeah, um, but I, I, yeah, I just, I thought, I thought that that they were gonna, they were here to just get ritually humiliated, and then they would go off, and next episode they'd go and invade Casterly Rock, and I, I just, it's amazing when you watch it back, you're like, of course they're never gonna go. We never actually see Casterly Rock on no. Game of Thrones. We never go there. You think, oh, I just thought they were going to invade it. I thought they were going to win. I thought, it was yeah. gonna... and it just, you know, it's just not, that's just not the story. And it's amazing how after watching Ned get beheaded, I'm, you still find yourself going, Rob's going to avenge him because that's what happens in these kind of stories. And it yeah. just doesn't. Um, right. um, it's still, I mean, and, and then now we're, we're into the, the, the meat and potatoes of it all. The violence of it is still pretty breathtaking. The, the stabbing of, um, Talisa. Of, of Talisa is is <clears throat> is just still kind of like holy shit. Someone it, wrote that. Yeah. Someone someone went and he grabs the knife and stabs her repeatedly and forcefully In into belly. her pregnant belly. I it's, couldn't believe how visceral it was. Yeah, and the noise and the it all is just it's a lot. I really Actually, it, Rob Stark gets away with a pretty average Game of Thrones death. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of arrows to the chest and neck and stomach, right of arrows, right? and then finally kind of, then he just gets finally stabbed, doesn't he, by, who stabs it? It was Roose, isn't it? Roose Bolton. Yeah. The Lannisters send their regards. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Farley's acting in, in those final moments were just, I think, are what, are what makes it feel so visceral and, and so mm. painful, because you've, you really felt like she was a mother who just watched her son die you know and knew that she was yeah. dead and her husband is dead she thinks her she thinks Brennan Rick Rick on Brand are dead, are gone. you know yeah. 
she's it's, she's she, she tries and the wail of despair at yeah. the end is just crazy. She feels like it might be her fault because she let Jamie Lannister go, which meant they didn't have any like no any power. political yeah. power. They didn't have a bargaining chip, and it's come it just comes crashing down, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, and really well. Again, something that Game of Thrones does well is picking, I guess, what they could have done as a big dramatic crescendo. They instead choose silence. Um, mm. Oh, I thought that was great. And they do that. They do that a fair few times throughout the seasons. Um, and and you know, Catelyn's throat being cut to silence and going to end credits in silence were pretty. Were just really well really well made i think really well done yeah even when she collapses there's about four seconds where you can just hear the blood gushing and you're like okay that's this is a lot to take in yeah yeah yeah. you know the um they do a lot with very little even the there's when the i mean now you know it's coming when the doors are shut she goes oh someone's closing the door that's weird yeah uh, her uncle oh, Brendan Roos isn't having for... any alcohol. Oh, Roos isn't yeah. drinking. That's weird. And yeah, Uncle Brendan's gone for a wee against a tree and hasn't come back. Now that is kind of coincidence, frankly. Yeah. He's not in on it. He literally just went for a wee, and, and he was now... and and got slaughtered outside. Right? No, he's, no, he's alive. He's alive. Oh, he is alive, isn't he? I thought. Was, I thought in, he was one of the in... party that no. were around the table when. Are where the, the kennels hound. are? No, no, because uh. he he. I think is in it. I think again. I think he's still in it at the end. He's, yeah. How does he get uh, away with it then? Is it because he's now married into the? Because he's now unionized with the phrase. He kind of ex- is exempt from. No, from, I think I can't remember how he gets out of it. I think he sort of. Jamie has to go. Oh, it might not be till season six. He has to go. There's a siege, and I think the blackfish is. Um, is yeah. Oh, that's involved. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. not letting. Yeah, I can't remember. But how did but he? How did he escape the red wedding? Is it? Be, is it because he's the father? He went out for a wee. He literally went out for a wee, and then. Well, yeah, but they'd just kill him know. when he came back. Surely, did he just manage to? Well, I don't think he came back. I think he maybe saw what was going on and. Oh, just off. fucked I mean, off. He was like Christ. I think he's known for there. being a bit slippery, and in, in that he's always able to outmaneuver uh, right. his way out of things. Um, but. Yeah, you know, it all, but it, what a, the reason I mentioned him is all these little layers and when those doors shut and they start playing the Reigns of Castamere, again, like to your point, it could be like a big song, but it's it's mm. sorrowful. It's it, it, those strings. It's like really, yeah. really arresting. And she realises then, she's like, hang on, the only people still in the room are like the loyalists from my family and our, our vassal and our sort of our supporters. Yeah, yeah. And Bruce is wearing chainmail, and we're fucked. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It really hits you. It cuts deep because you watch it and you're just like, "What? What the fuck can happen now? This is just nuts. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What is going to happen now?" The first time we watched it, it was kind of, it's like you could not even fathom. Your brain couldn't process what had happened because so much happened in such a short space of time, and it was so brutal, and it mm. was just like. It was, it was like all your intrusive thoughts being played out on television. Do you know? It was that. It was that kind yeah. of thing. I wonder what happened if that pregnant woman got stabbed in the belly. I wonder what would happen if if, yeah. if Michelle Farley, if if Catelyn had a throat cut and blah 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 blah. It's just like, oh my god, it's all happened. Where does that and and, and Arya kind of getting dragged away? Oh my god, it was just like, yeah, yeah it was crazy. The bit where they shoot the wolf is amazing as well. Just sort of yeah. Arya is nearby. And I think I've read into it that I feel like she saw the dog, sorry, the direwolf. She saw the direwolf, the direwolf sees her, there's this, you know, and then the dog is literally surrounded and shot in the head and it's just like yeah. brutal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's funny because you sort of look at the pieces left on the board and you're like, who's who's the lead character now? Who's Who's yeah. this about? I mean, Rob yeah. wasn't necessarily the lead, but there was that was the sort of driving force of like the good guys. And I remember watching season four and five and thinking, it does feel a little lacking in some kind of force, some kind of focus. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into that, or it, yeah. maybe it won't be well, the case. Well, it just but... kind of starts the slow, I guess, the slow build towards R and L equals J, doesn't it? After that, that's yeah. literally yeah. where it's heading. It, it starts to then become more about, 
I guess the threat from the from beyond the wall and and the prophecy a little bit more. I think maybe mm. winter. Yeah. You know, we hear a lot more winter is coming after the red wedding. Yeah, yeah. None of this. None of this matters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just interesting how long we have of like, it's like another season before Arya even goes to train as an assassin. It's like yeah. another, you know, there's a lot of, a lot more to happen. And I'm, I kind of forget, obviously we know Joffrey's going to get killed at his wedding yeah. um, in the start of season four, but I'm kind of like, what happens for the next, like... Well, I mean, it's, I couldn't even remember... Years. It had a pretty, after the Red Wedding, there was never going to be a great episode 10, or at least, you know, it's going to be very difficult to kind of um, to build mm. up to that. It, it ends really weakly, I think. It's the mother, it's the Misa kind she of thing. She gets with, carried she's in being carried, all the children. Like as if yeah. she's a nine, Matty, Matty Healy to 1975 concert. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, what else did we see in that final episode? Of ravens being sent uh, to talk about the northern threat. Sam giving people dragon ga- glass. There's some good stuff with Tywin and Cersei and Joffrey and Tyrion about the Red Wedding, where yeah, Tywin defends it and says, "Why is it more noble to kill a thousand people on the battlefield than thirty over dinner?" Yeah, and you think, yeah, but I guess Fair people enough. that go into war. Yeah. Go into battle, at least know what they've signed up for, which you yeah. can't say the same for um, the Starks. Does Gendry leg it? Is it? I think this is the episode that Gendry sails off in his boat. So if we, we've had the thing where Miss Melisandre leeches him and then burns the leeches, and she burns one for Rob Stark, yeah. one for Joffrey, and one for Balon Greyjoy, who is Theon yeah. and Yara's father. Yeah, so yeah. that must have been in the last episode. Yeah, and because in this one she plans to sacrifice him. Right. And Davos helps him escape. Escape. Yeah. So, you know, Rob dies, Joffrey dies, Balon dies. Maybe yeah. she's onto something. Maybe she knows what she's doing. So, listeners, we are now almost at a halfway point. Season four, uh, the choice is as ever with you. We will do what we did last time and put them all up um, uh, to, to like, and then one of the three with the most likes will uh, will get um, will get a, get a rewatch. We've got what have we got? We've got two swords, the lion and the rose, breaker of chains, oathkeeper, first of his name, the laws of gods and men, mockingbird, the mountain and the viper. Aye, aye. Oh. Uh, the Watchers on the Wall and The Children. Uh, the Lion and the Rose is, is Joffrey's death, if I remember mm-hmm. rightly. Um, Mountain the Viper is obviously Mountain the Viper. Amazing uh, episode. Don't want to, yeah, don't want to, don't want to sway you at all. But there are, there's episodes we'd rather not cover, if it's all right with you. Um, <laughs> in fact, which is that one? Should we just leave that one out? Which one? Isn't, isn't, don't we have... Oh, where Jamie rapes Cersei. Aren't they problematic? That's Breaker of Chains, I think, isn't it? Um, uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, because it's, it's after Joffrey's death. It's when he's lying in state. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... I think we could probably do uh, that. One. Number three is a, is not a great one. Yeah, so let's... Well, we let's, can actually... Yeah. We'll leave it in. But, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to see whatever people... I, I think this season, I think we talked about this last week, there's actually a lot of really good episodes. Um, we've got the yeah, Mountain, the Viper, Joffrey's Death. I think episode 10 is really good because that's Brienne and the Hound. Um, I actually think the premiere is pretty good. It's not, it's not like loads going on, but I think it's quite right. an interesting episode. Um, episode 7 where Lysa gets pushed out the moon door by Littlefinger. That's oh. a really good one. And we've got the creepiest. We've got Little Bitty. Oh, yes. Who again, like, grows up to be like, you know, a tit-sucking 15-year-old by the end of the show. So, you know. Don't knock it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see what people uh, vote for. Yeah. Uh, I think season three has been good. I think we've seen the best and the worst of season three. I think yeah. 
last week we found that there was a real lack of direction and a real oversaturation of like storylines. Um, I think looking at season four, I think there's actually some really, really brilliant things happening and I'm quite excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think again, like high highs and low lows, I think the episodes where nothing's happening are probably uh, quite vast as well. Yeah, agreed. Okay, well, I'll put those up on the uh, the Dragoncast Twitter account, at Dragoncast underscore pod. Uh, put those up later on in the week. Uh, go in there, just like your three favourite episodes, the ones that you want to hear us uh, re-watch. It's Laura Jobbins um, got in touch. Thank you, Laura. Uh, said, just a quick email to say, huge thanks for the awesome show. Hey. I've uh, been listening from the Thank start you. and watching from Jamie's Days on Thronecast. Love the show and have spread the word far and wide. Knowing that I have a fresh episode to listen to gets me out of bed as great company on my early run. That's what we like. For oh. Chris, message for Chris, tincture is also one of my absolute favourite words and I share your pain with a 3rd January birthday. It's rubbish. <laughs> oh, amazing. There Someone has the same birthday as me. And yeah, and loves the word tincture. So, there oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much. I hope they had a nice birthday. Also, we share a birthday with Florence Pugh, which I didn't know. Oh. Until, until this year, that's the first time I, I thought, that's a really cool person to have a birthday with. Um, so that's nice, isn't That it? is very cool. And let's see if we've had any comments uh, off the old YouTubes. Another great podcast, this is from Man of Bronze, says, as far as Joffrey spoiling House of Dragons, I did wonder if Rhaenyra faking her other half's death was a bit of foreshadowing for what she may have to do later. Let's not forget that almost everyone believes the Stark boys to be dead, and that's not the case. Um, that's a really good point, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week. I'd love to see them subvert the sort of folklore around what happens. Yes, you did, saying that actually, the, the, if listeners that, that didn't listen, we were talking about, there was a spoiler last week about uh, Rhaenyra's death in House of the Dragon, which I think is probably season two or season three, I think is, is what is planned for. Um, and Chris mentioned that actually the only records that we've got, the Dance of the Dragons, is um, is all POV of kings. People that won. People that people won. That so, yeah. you know, we don't get to see the other side. Um, so there is a possibility that, you know the writers that uh, could choose to uh, to mix it. Up I really hope they do that. You know, I really hope they do that. I think I, it would be I, such a f- not a fuck you, but like the Game of Thrones had to stick to the script. Yeah, and House of the Dragon kind of should, but maybe doesn't have to. It's a historical. It's like a historical record, so they can play with it. And I think it would yeah. be really cool. From what we know of Aegon the Second, who we saw. Not loads in House of the Dragon, but certainly in the back half. Yeah. There's so much imagery, so much PR, so much like, okay, optics, optics, optics. Of course he's going to say that he fed his aunt to his dragon. What if that's not what happened? I think yeah. that is so, like, exciting to sort of think think about. Yeah. Uh, the Claire M75 got in touch saying, um, yes, the book Brienne writes is the book for all members of the King's Guard. Gilly is there, because we I think you were questioning the point of Gilly. <laughs> Uh, Gilly is there so Sam wants to protect her and the baby and he learns that Dragonglass kills the White Walkers and she also then rather innocently said um, Podrick has the voice of an angel maybe he sang to them instead referring to him uh, as wondering what his moves were here we are thinking he's pulling off a a hot Richard or some some bowling ball manoeuvre and actually it's uh, maybe maybe he's just saying look how was your day how are you? Yeah, and how you doing? Like, you oh talk, to, talk, to, talk to me. They're like, oh my God. That sounds really like, hard. And she, Claire M's come out with loads of comments. And as I said, that Sophie Ellis Bexter was in The Long Night. What? Did you know this? No. As she a said, White um, Walker. I've no idea where, but she, where she is in it, but she's in the behind the scenes footage. Okay. There's a few NFL players and stuff. I think by the time it got to there, there were, I mean... You know, Ed Sheeran, the rumour, the rumour, which is completely unsubstantiated, is that uh, Maisie right. Williams had a bit of a, a crush on, on Ed Sheeran and pretty much, pretty much uh, manipulated his his cameo in that second, in that, in that last episode. That he was I'm in. prone to overreactions, but Ed Sheeran on the season seven premiere of Game of Thrones is one of the worst moments in television that I've ever seen. I hate it. Inexcusable. That said, uh, if anyone knows the whereabouts of Sophie Ellis Bexter, yes, 
please Maybe let we us can know. Tweet use the hashtag. Yeah, just use the hashtag. Where's Sophie? <laughs> where's yes? Do that hashtag. Where's Sophie? <laughs> it does sound like she's like literally been abducted, but um, or hashtag uh, Bex to watch. <laughs> Bex to watch. Murder on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> murder on murder in the night fort murder if, on the night. We, we should do this we should try and find her before we get to season eight yeah <laughs> yeah let's do it let's do it she might be the only cast member we get on for this rewatch my my friend cat is her day-to-day manager well come on then i'll put a word in i'll put a message in <laughs> do it we'll put we'll, we'll sandwich it with some songs Can by the feeling or something it? whatever it takes Whatever it we'll takes. get her to send a voice note, just even, just explaining That'd be it. Great, just yeah, explain <laughs> yourself. I love that. Here we go. Okay, I'll, that's my. The investigation the starts right here. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, listen, right, we're going to go. Um, we've we've got a bonus episode. OA episode five is going to be definitely, I've already edited, it's all good to go. That's going out uh, tomorrow, which will be Tuesday, the 24th of Jan. And later on this week, maybe Thursday, we will put out uh, our um, last cast special uh, where Chris and I discuss The Last of Us. And it will also include the interview uh, that I did with Craig Mazin. Uh, Chris wasn't in the interview because he went out for dinner. But look, I had dinner plans. I'd, look... The guy's got to eat. It's fine. Um, yeah. It's fine. it's fine. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get in touch. Dragoncast at daftdoris.com or on Twitter uh, at dragoncast underscore pod. And we will see you next week for uh, the first of season four rewatches and uh, continuation of the OA. Until then, Dracaris, Chris. Dracaris. If you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at DragonCast underscore pod or email DragonCast at DaftDoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for DragonCast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. DragonCast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel and is a Daft Doris production. Drakkars. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.